Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go on to Thursday, our home throughout 2021 on Thursdays. Glad that they are partners with myself, Steve Cofield, and Adam Candy, and Ari, and Angel. Silver 7, Silver 7, Silver 7s, getting ready for... A lot of Thursday night football, not just the NFL tilt with the Baker Mayfieldless Browns against the Broncos, but also UNLV is taking on San Jose State in town over at the Owl. That is an 8 o'clock start, so we lead into a bunch of football tonight. 77-cent beers once the NFL game starts, and that's good during the NFL game. Bud, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra Bottles. You can bet the game down here. The number has moved an awful lot. I'm talking about the Browns. And the Broncos game. So we got three hours on the way to get you ready for all this football. Let's do it. It's trending at two. Presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Candy, too much to talk about, buddy. How you doing? Well, now you scared me. Because now if we got too much to talk about, how are we going to get to any of this stuff? You better get moving. Well, you know, we've got Major League Baseball playoffs, NFL, college football, NHL. Now the NBA has started. I got all discombobulated, as I'm prone to do, earlier today putting the show together because uh, Ari sends over his notes, and he's like, Mello with a big game last night. I'm like, wait, what? The Lakers played? I thought they played two days ago. And, wow, Carmelo Anthony with a big game. And then I forgot about my guy. Should Carmelo Anthony – well, I don't know if he uses it, but should everyone be banned from using Mello for Carmelo? And it should belong exclusively to LaMelo. Are you high? Carmelo Anthony is mellow from here to the end of time. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm not high. This player. is the new mellow. Yeah, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson Pass the understood. Reins, move the torch. Let's go. LDT understood exactly who LT, Lawrence Taylor, was. And even he, a Hall of Fame player, put the D in his own name. He wasn't about to take LT away from Lawrence Taylor. LaMelo Ball is not taking Mello away from Carmelo Anthony. I will not hear this. So Ari was just being lazy, cutting off the la. Are we 100% sure Ari knows the difference between Carmelo Anthony and LaMelo Ball? I'm not 100% sure sure of this. I actually do, despite the terrible oversight. Well, as I've spoken about many times, uh, I've adopted myself to the family, Lestivi Ball. One of my greatest interviews ever, at least I enjoyed it, with Pops, with LeVar. And I told you at the time, as I was uh, uh, genuflecting at the feet of uh, great daddom, that uh, of all the Ball brothers coming along, yeah, Lonzo was good, LiAngelo, eh, some mistakes there, Uh, but that LaMelo was going to be the best, and he came out and he shut a lot of people up last year in his rookie season. And Ari's onto it, man. Last night, LaMelo came out. I know people aren't following some of these NBA games early in the year if they're not some of the mainstream teams, but, man, he was good. He had 31 points, 7 of 9 from deep. Imagine a ball brother who can actually shoot from deep at the start of his career how good this kid's going to freaking be. Hold on a second. Who, who are we shutting up about LaMelo Ball, who was the number one overall pick? Wait, what? You said that he shut a lot of people up, right? He wasn't the number one pick. No, he should have been the number one pick. He was a first-round pick. Candy, do you not remember you and I sitting in the offices of Battleborn Injury Lawyers? The draft was going down, and I was ranting and raving 
what is going on here? The T-Wolves and the Warriors both passed on the guy. And I said, they will rue the day. The next big star in Golden State should be LaMelo Ball. And instead, they take a seven-footer who, in the offseason this past season, there were rumors to get him the hell out of here. Well, then. I do not remember that day. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I I, I think you're under God. the weather. Your memory is failing you. I screamed, and I was livid. And, I, and for months leading up to it, I said, this is the next guy to keep the great recent trend of dominance by the Warriors. Well, maybe not last year and the year before, but uh, this could be the guy they can hand the torch off to and would extend the lives of a great Steph Curry, a returning Clay Thompson. Uh, they blew it, and now, unfortunately, I don't know that everyone's getting a chance to watch LaMelo Ball because he's on Charlotte. Uh, they won last night 123-122. That's a lot of time on a ball, brother, wasn't it? It was, and by the way, it's not like he got drafted 17th. He was drafted third. Dist. Dist forever. My family will be pissed at the Warriors and the T-Wolves till the end of time. What else you got? I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the things I screwed up anymore. Let's go. <laughs> we move along. Well, I, I got to correct you when you were saying he's the number one pick, right? Um, well, former number one pick, and right now he looks in jeopardy of potentially being out for the season. He's going to try to play through this injury, but news on Baker Mayfield is that he was a number one pick, right? Uh, the news is in that he does need surgery. Now, he's going to try to play through it. He's not playing tonight. Case Keenum is in. Um, we all understand why they're not playing him tonight on short notice, but the Browns really have to come up with a plan here. We're not serious about going with Case Keenum the rest of the way if Mayfield goes down, right? I don't know what your alternative is if you're the Browns. I mean, Case Keenum is at least a respectable backup who was once thought of as a number one quarterback in the NFL. It's not like they have Jacob Eason back there. So if you're going to look at the Case Keenum situation, you probably have to be looking at Baker Mayfield overall and saying, what is the interest here for the Browns? A team that thought it was going to contend this year that isn't dead in the water by any stretch. They're probably not catching the Ravens at this point. But if you're the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield is coming up on potentially leaving at the end of the year, now the question becomes, well, if you're Baker Mayfield, how hard do you push it? Right? Baker Mayfield right. wants to be out there. But Baker Mayfield also does not necessarily give the Browns the best chance to win in the state that he is. Uh, by the way, this is a lesson to everyone who wants to be a smart aleck on an interception that's thrown and the runners coming back the quarterback's way and potentially going for a pick six. Uh, Mayfield hurt himself trying to make a tackle on an interception return. The, the shoulder is obviously not his throwing shoulder, but it was affecting him. You saw how he went down when J.J. Uh, Watt got a piece of him once he was already hurt. Thought he might get, be out for God only knows how long at that point, and really we don't have a good answer right now. Browns are one and a half. It got down to as low as one at some spots today. Forty and a half is the total. Broncos are in town. This is a, I think now it is a must win for the Broncos. Uh, they're in the ultra-competitive AFC West. They've caught a break here. They have to win this game. Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, there's there's no question for the Broncos. that This is the best situation you could ask for going into this game. Um, this line is down to one in some spots right now, and I have to wonder if maybe we're overreacting a little bit considering what the Broncos have looked like the last three weeks. I agree. I'm on the Browns. You? Here's my problem. 
I got on the Browns earlier in the week before because I thought Baker was playing, and I thought even a hobbled Baker is enough against this team. So I got to decide. I'm on him at more than a field goal, and so I don't know how much deeper I want to get in uh, you know, on this Cleveland team right now. I'd like to see what the weather ultimately looks like. They're expecting 20-mile-an-hour winds in Cleveland, and Teddy and Case are not really the quarterbacks who are going to slice through that like a hot knife. Uh, so even 40-and-a-half could potentially be a little high. Hey, Ari, update. I know you follow this stuff very closely. You monitor it. Uh, every once in a while it will slip through, but you really pay attention to our promos our rotators, as we call them, in the business. Did we get rid of the press box promo that was mocking on Henry Ruggs up until a week ago uh, that was probably made sometime during the summer? Is that out now? He's looking. He's trying to figure it out right now. He's, he is deep into the computer wanting to give accurate information. I'm, I'm sad assuming to say it is no longer here. I'm assuming, yeah, I was going to say, I'm assuming it's out. Um, how could it be in there? How could you mock on Henry Ruggs? Candy may have been on team mock on Ruggs. Um, Ruggs now has a T-shirt available. Speed kills. How about that, my friend? How about that? I mean, he's fast. I'm cool <laughs> he's fast and he's productive. Yeah, and and I'll tell you what team I was on. I was on Team Mock Henry Ruggs over Ceedee Lamb. Team Mock Henry Ruggs over Justin Jefferson. Uh, this are you sta- are you staying on those ridiculous teams? Oh yeah! Oh oh, absolutely! You're I've stick got with this, okay? Yeah. Oh, I've got no. I've I've got my jersey, my pads. Like I'm I'm ready to go to battle on this one. I feel like you're on team move the goalpost. Ooh! <laughs> oh, sports radio beef coming out today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Move the goalpost. Would you? Okay. Let me ask you right now, Cofield. You want Justin Jefferson or you want Henry Ruggs starting the team tomorrow? Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 2. It's a refi-rated Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Blues instead. Thomas ahead, looking toward the empty net. Feeds the middle. Score! The goal for Ivan Barbashev, who had been robbed earlier on a breakaway by Robin Leonard. Empty net goal makes it 3-1 St. Louis with a minute 12 left in the third. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. Oh boy. Nightmare start to the night season. Overdoing it a bit. It's three games in. But it's the way that game went down last night, Candy, that's more than scary. You've got some massive injuries to the, we'll call it the offense of the Golden Knights. And last night, they couldn't get more shots off, right? But almost no success. Not a great sign with Stone and Patches down. Yeah, not a lot of high-quality scoring chances for the Golden Knights last night. They had a couple of tips go through the crease uh, that looked like they were good opportunities but in the end we can talk about the offense all we want if to keep in mind also mark stone is one of the best defensive forwards in the league and can help cover up some weaknesses there as well what i would say is that you and i talked about yesterday that the defensemen need to step forward for the golden knights to create more offense and i feel like watching that last night really out at the arena, up in the press box, I'm kind of looking down and trying to focus just on the defensemen, see what they're doing. And and there were a couple times, especially when you had Alex Petrangelo down there, where you've got Alex Petrangelo down below the goal line. They're covering for him well. But the first St. Louis goal 
came off the Golden Knights getting caught with one defenseman deep. It wasn't off the uh, the first shot, but off the rebound that ended up going in for goal number one. And then Alex Petrangelo trying to make something happen in a 1-1 tie in the third. I mean, he just made a blind pass to center ice, kind of looking for thinking he was going to have someone cutting through. It ends up with a 3-on-0 the other direction for the St. Louis Blues. Robin Leonard had no chance on that one, the Tarasenko goal. And then I was listening to the radio broadcast with Gary Lawless and Dan Duva on the way out of the arena, and Gary Lawless was on Shea Theodore for the pass that created that goal that we just heard from Barbashev on the empty netter, saying it was way too early to try that kind of home run. The Golden Knights weren't playing with discipline last night. Uh, you know, it, if your own radio call is noticing that maybe you're trying a little too hard to make up for what you're missing, uh, maybe the VGK overcorrected just a little bit last night. All right, so what's going to happen the rest of this homestand, especially uh, you got Edmonton on the way. They've got firepower. Islanders after that? Yeah, I mean, it's and Edmonton's the kind of team where you can get into one of those up-and-down games and hope that you have enough to try to win it. Four three five four. I wouldn't recommend it with what the Golden Knights have in the cupboard right now. Um, the Islanders, look, you know what the Barry Trotz's team wants to do. They want to grind it out and play a 2-3-1 or three, one kind of game, same way the Golden Knights did last night. And we saw last night the Golden Knights asked Robin Leonard to pick up the slack on a couple of times when uh, they got caught pinching and Blues ended up like Barbashev with that breakaway. And Leonard was up to the task. Uh, really you can't get on Robin Leonard for much of what happened last night. He really was hung out to dry uh, on that second goal. And I think when you look at the rest of this homestand for the Golden Knights, you just got to try to weather the storm, take a few less chances. Maybe, uh, you know, when it comes to what we saw in the neutral zone from Petrangelo last night, the chances in the zone didn't really come back to hurt. I should say the chances the Golden Knights D took in the zone didn't really come back to hurt them very much. But, you know, right now, this is a team that is going to have to find some identity. They don't really have one right now. Players are coming up and down. Lines are all over the place. Pete DeBoer was mixing up the lines uh, in-game last night, kind of like we expected he would to see what he could find for a little scoring punch. But VGK is going to be in kind of a survival mode here for at least a couple of weeks until we see Stone. So here's the saving grace. you got a Friday and a Sunday game. Uh, we know this is the most passionate hockey fan base in the world. Although I saw Chris Chapman last night, who is over on Fox Sports Las Vegas, is on the VGK Insider Show, was flabbergasted late in the game that there were empty seats. This is the last time, or this is the uh, the worst time, to have empty seats and a lackluster crowd. The team needs it now. What did you see last night? Well... Considering Magnum was sitting right next to me, I think we had the same angle on what the uh, what the crowd looked like last night. Um, the uh, the Golden Knights crowd was not there in full last night. Uh, I, I texted you a picture and said, it's "You know a what? Second home game. It's far from empty, but it ain't full by any stretch. There there was a lot of gray to be seen in that arena last night. And don't get me wrong, it was a good crowd. It had you know it had a little bit of jump, but it was not the wild VGK crowd that we've seen. And of course, it is a Wednesday night." It is October. It is still getting into hockey season. But that hasn't been a problem in the first four years. It is not. Yeah, I've never heard excuses before. Like when you mentioned it yesterday, you're like, oh, weeknight game. I'm like, wait, weeknight game was never a challenge before for VGK attendance. 
So whether we're talking about lingering resentment over the flurry situation, whether we're talking about people who might have some hesitation after seeing the Raiders with a full vax policy and T-Mobile basically saying, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll do masks, but we're not requiring vaccines. Uh, whether it's just that some of the shine has worn off after a magical run the first year, I don't really think it's the latter. I don't really think it's that this, this town doesn't care about the Golden Knights the same way anymore. But I think the Flurry situation did make some people question, do the Golden Knights care about us the way that we've cared about them? Uh, Raiders game will be freaking packed. One, with Raiders fans. Two, with Eagles fans coming into town. I think a lot of the Raiders fans are still rallying behind the Raiders and what happened with the John Gruden situation and the NFL. You can guarantee that. It'll be packed to the freaking gills. And on the way back, we'll talk about some of the really cool special events they've got set up for halftime and pregame. It's going to be really neat at Allegiant on Sunday. Daily happy hour starts at 3 with beers, well drinks, and margaritas, just two seventy-seven. PT's Taverns is the place to catch all the football and hockey action this season. Score with our game-winning pigskin and puck specials from $3, featuring boneless wings and fries, ice-cold beer pitchers, $2 off Kettle One, Captain Morgan, and more. Stop in any day from 5 to 7 p.m. and midnight to 2 a.m. for 50% off drinks during happy hour. With over 60 taverns, there's always a location near you. To find your closest tavern, visit PTsTaverns.com today. These days, everyone's making their homes a little better because it's more than just your home. It's your classroom, your office, a theater, and even a gym. Custom window treatments from Sunburst Shutters and Window Fashions will transform your home beautifully and set the tone for everything you do so that in every room, every window will take your breath away. Sunburst Shutters and Window Fashions. We don't just do it right. We do it better. To schedule your free in-home consultation, call 702-367-1600. I'm attorney Glenn Lerner. You never saw it coming. In the blink of an eye, a car wreck has left you seriously injured. You made it to the hospital, and you received medical care, but your problems have only just begun. I'm attorney Kevin Rowe. After the wreck, how are you going to get the money you need to get your car fixed, for medical bills, for lost wages? How are you going to provide for your family now? Get the legal help you want when you need it most, right now. Murder and Rowe is the way to go. Call 877-1500. Randy Westbrook, Managing Attorney. Now is the time to get top dollar for your trade-in and hop into the Acura of your dreams. Come down to Finley Acura in the Valley Automall, where you can save big on the hottest new cars from the premium Sport Compact ILX to the spacious top-performing SUV, the MDX. They also have a large inventory of pre-owned vehicles with competitive pricing. And the excellent customer service will make your car buying experience the best one yet. Visit Finley Acura showroom today in the Valley Automall or online at finleyacura.com. Uh, when the game came, it really felt like it was back to normal, honestly. Uh, when, when Coach had us all, like, we had a players meeting, um, and we kind of looked at each other, and we kind of talked about everything, how we felt, and what we wanted to achieve. And But the main goal was, regardless of who was coaching and who, and who wasn't, and that kind of set everybody, like, in the right uh, state of mind. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7s, it's Cofield and Company. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs there. By the way, credit to the uh, Golden Knights Radio Network for our last return. Dan Duva on the call for that one. So, Raiders with a big game against the Eagles. These are the kind of games you need to win if you're going to make a run at the playoffs. They're in good shape right now. They've gone through this disaster of John Gruden being 
fired by the NFL. He wound up resigning, but forced out of the NFL with the uh, email leak. And again, not apologizing for Gruden. He did it to himself. He sent the material over the course of eight years to Bruce Allen. But the NFL did a number on the Raiders five, six weeks into the season. The atmosphere this weekend should be good. As I was just saying a couple minutes ago, Eagles fans are crazy, and they are going to travel for this one. They've also got a cool halftime show lined up. I don't know if you've ever seen the Grambling State University Tiger Marching Band perform. Awesome. Awesome. I saw that uh, Mr. Vegas, our guy Arash in L.A., tweeted out the news that the uh, Grambling State Band would be there. Uh, On the heels of the Gruden emails, it's to be expected some of the response was not exactly enthusiastic. Some were looking at this as everyone does with cynicism on social media. Is that a bad thing? You can thank Dan Snyder for the fact that everybody's looking at this with cynicism with what he did with Sean Taylor. That's a good point. Last week, right? Uh, the the Sean Taylor, I don't know, which, debacle that he put together in basically three days and where they were renaming Sean Taylor Road in front of the porta-potties outside the stadium, that is what sets the stage for this. So, I mean, if you just want to play logistically, do we think that Mark Davis and the Raiders got the entire Grambling State marching band on a plane once they saw that things had gone wrong with John Gruden? No. No, not at all. It's also not the sort of thing that you would have put out to the fans months in advance. Like, I I don't think that it's necessary for us to be uh, sitting and having craven thoughts about that. I will say the one thing that it does bring up once again is that we are still on Mark Davis' silence watch. We have still not seen any sort of significant statement beyond getting uh, run into by Ed Graney and the RJ crew in Denver from Mark Davis, and this is the sort of thing where if Mark Davis had made a stronger statement, I think we probably wouldn't have as much of this chatter. Oh, boy. You're stuck on that whole thing? He's an NFL owner. Precedent has been set, my friend. They don't have to speak. I'm saying that sort of tongue-in-cheek, but... That kind of has been what the NFL does. The league does, will not mandate, not a popular word right now, but, but will not tell owners, hey, in a sticky situation, you need to be out in front of this. Some owners are like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I don't have to do – normally I don't have to do anything that anyone tells me. The league's not telling me to do it. I'm not doing it. Oh, and I'm the one accused of moving the goalposts, so he shouldn't have to do it <laughs> unless the league tells him that he has to do it. It shouldn't be incumbent upon Mark Davis as the owner of the Raiders, the keeper of the Al Davis legacy, to come out there and strongly condemn the content of John Gruden's emails. I uh, well, we know that know. Candy, we know the deal here. Uh, essentially, this is a this is Mark Davis staring down the league and saying, "I'm not doing it until you do it." Hey, okay. And and that is his choice. I don't think it's the right choice for the Raiders. I don't think it's the right choice for uh, this community. I don't think it's the right choice for trying to keep the legacy that the Raiders were built on. This franchise operates on legacy more than any other franchise in the league. So protect it. Do the right thing by it. That is, that's, that's a solid touche because what Gruden and maybe Gruden's emails and maybe the uh, lack of activity from Mark Davis has opened up are people to fire, you know, at Arash's tweet that Grambling State's going to be playing here this weekend. Someone uh, tweeted at Arash and said, yeah, that'll show everyone they aren't a racist organization. And you're like, 
wait a second. And immediately the first response is, they're not first black and Latino head coaches in the NFL. And, of course, then it turns into this whole thing, like, what does that mean now? Um, and then a lot of people are like, you know, then they go to extremes, and it's like, the entire organization signed off on the person that John Gruden was. And I'm like, wait a second. Everyone in the organization knew that he was sending emails like this? Everyone? That's not or, fair. Perhaps nobody. It, it, we, it, speculating about that is absolutely worthless. We have – the thing is, we're talking about so many things right now, Steve, where we talk about, well, what did Mark Davis know? And who leaked the emails? And why just John Gruden? And when did it come out? And, well, what's the real Raiders organization? Look, we have enough just with the content of what was actually in John Gruden's emails to keep us busy for months. And maybe that's not right because he's gone now. Because for whatever reason, whether he chose to resign, the league forced him out, John Gruden's gone so we don't talk about his emails anymore. But what we do still talk about is what does Mark Davis really think about this in regard to the legacy of this franchise? He addressed it in the vein of, well, we don't stand for it, and that's why he's not the coach anymore. And his statements, that and the one thing he said about the first email being disturbing, are the only things Mark Davis has said, and they are by far, by a long shot, the weakest statements that anyone who has weighed in on this situation have given. Do we think, Raiders fans, ask yourself this, do you think Al Davis, even with Al Davis's despise, for the NFL corporate office. Do you think Al Davis would have let this stand the way that Mark Davis has? My answer is no. We're hanging out, getting ready for all the football tonight. UNLV in town against San Jose State. Thursday night NFL football. As you got the uh, AFC West rival Broncos, rival of the Raiders. Broncos going against the Browns. Silver 7s is the site with 77-cent beers during the game. Also, if you join A-Play, their players club, you're eligible for great giveaways like tonight the Thursday Tech Giveaway. They do that every Thursday from 7 to 10. Uh, Today, they're giving away a ring doorbell. Next week, it's a Nintendo Switch, and they do this throughout the year on Thursdays. They've also got another giveaway for their players in A-Play on Tuesdays. It's Silver 7s with Cofield and Company here on a Thursday. On the way back, we'll get into some of the uh, thorny issues with the COVID vaccine, including a couple of people stepping up last few days and saying, you know what, no, I'm not into mandates. That includes a country singer, Travis Tritt, and, of course, the Washington State coach, Nick Rolovich, who paid the ultimate price. He lost his job. Our legal analyst on Thursdays, Xavier Pope, is up on Cofield and Company. Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver 7s with Cofield and Company. Back here on a Thursday, Silver 7s is the site as we're heading towards Thursday Night Football with the Browns and the Broncos. Once the game starts, 77 cents. Bud Light bottles along with Bud and Mick Ultra. Now it's our chance to check in with our Thursday legal analyst out of Chicago, Xavier Pope. All right, we got a good one to start with here, Xavier. Travis Tritt, somewhat famous country music star of the past, just canceled four concerts at venues that have COVID-19 safety protocols. So he bailed on stops in Indiana, Mississippi, Illinois, and Kentucky. He doesn't want mask wearing. He doesn't want negative COVID-19 tests. He doesn't want people to be required to be fully vaccinated. There's a lot of outrage over this. Why? It's his show. He can do what he wants. What's the problem? What's the problem? Because we didn't know. I didn't know who he was until this week. And it, it seems as if the, the loudest, the most ridiculous, he goes on Tucker Carlson's show right after doing this. And reports are showing that he only sold maybe 10 to 15% of his shows. So instead of 
hey, maybe canceling his shows because he wasn't selling any tickets. He decided to raise raise his voice and raise his profile for getting more fans who support him and his uh, his politics. And so it's it's more of these ridiculous, wrong fools who feel the only way for them to make money is to draw attention to how wrong and foolish they sound. You've never heard of Travis Tritt. Very, very big in the uh, the late 80s, early 90s. He's, you know, he's he's pushing 60 years old, so he doesn't have the cachet that he used to have. Well, when people don't have the cachet they used to have, they, they find new tricks to be able to draw attention to themselves. And, and Mr. Tritt um, seems to be a twit uh, by raising this issue. I mean, when you, you have vaccination or signs of a negative test, how are you, how are you oppressed by making sure that everyone is safe to come into the facility. It's not a blanket vaccine mandate. It's, hey, we want to make sure that no one comes, everyone in here is either protected from the virus or it shows that they haven't been impacted by the virus. I think that that's just, where, where's your issue? T- tell me what the issue is. If, if no one's if no one's impeding your body, they're sticking a, a swab up your nose, wiping it and making sure that you, you, don't, have the, uh, you don't have the virus. This is making sure everyone's safe. I mean, the politics of stupidity and the loudness of people who have absolutely no real rationale for why they hold the position they are holding, they are attempting to draw from the well of stupid people as fans. We have, Steve, I'm sorry. I, I posted on my timeline today about George Carlin, and he says, you know, a lot of people are stupid. There are a lot of stupid people and a lot of loud voices of stupid people. And we're giving so much attention to stupid people. And I'm kind of sick of it, dude. So with Travis Tritt, I guess I could buy, hey, this is a maybe a means to an end to get a spotlight shined on him so he can start selling more tickets. All right, I, I might buy that. Um, what, you know, what's he really risking? Nick Rolovich, the head coach, former head coach of Washington State football, was risking a lot. And we're hearing the same words from Travis Tritt and Rolovich. Discrimination. Does Rolovich have a case here that he was discriminated against? We know that Nick Rolovich now is going to, going to sue Washington State University. Nick Rolovich is, 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 is probably is selfish because he said that he would get vaccinated, then attempted to use a religious exemption. Now, the school didn't necessarily say you know, whether he was denied because they used a blanket, a, a, a blind system where they put in, they didn't show the employee there at Washington State, didn't they, what what they did or what was associated with their exemption? So it was blind. So it wasn't that they were targeting him specifically. And he said that he was a Catholic, and his faith is the reason why he shouldn't get vaccinated. Well, the Pope Francis said that people should get should vaccinated. Only a very small amount of people really have legitimate religious exemptions, and most of those are faith healing, like church Christ scientists. Uh, it's a Dutch reformers. Like it's a very small amount of people who actually have legitimate religious exemptions. And most of those people say, okay, if, if God doesn't heal you, you can't be healed. I mean, that's pretty much it. So it's not Catholicism. And then on top of that, you left in the middle of the season, your whole team, people have made, you know, your, your guys that are looking up to you to maybe impact their careers, getting to the NFL, they may be impacted by this. All the other coaches that work with you, you've impacted their careers. Nick Rolovich isn't the person that should be looking at as the victim. Everybody that's impacted by his selfish decision to say he wasn't going to get back, say he was going to get a vaccinated, then didn't, gave a faulty explanation for why he didn't, why he wanted to have a religious exemption. And then 
decides to say, oh, I'm the victim. No, you're not, Nick Rolovich. The state of Washington in cases where you know, lawsuits have been uh, brought forward or claims have been brought forward uh, against the vaccine mandate so far is 42 for 42 in winning. Is this the kind of case that could be an example that goes to a higher level and you know could reach the Supreme Court down the road? Is it does it is there enough merit here that Rolovich should fight and fight and fight? Well, the thing is, they fired him for cause. So the law is really, really based on what his contract stated and whether they're battling for the cause. So that goes to a completely different element of of the law. So I, I think on in terms of being discriminated in terms of the vaccination mandate, it could may not necessarily even reach a higher level based on the applicable issues in the case. Let's uh, flip to football and there's a uh, potential lawsuits all over the place around this football team email leak. Can I start off by saying I don't understand why the league continues to protect Daniel Snyder because he continues to embarrass the league. And what he did this past weekend on three days notice in retiring the number of Sean Taylor and pulling off so many faux pas along the way, I really thought was terrible. And I thought it shamed the memory of Sean Taylor. I think we can have our opinion, Steve, about what whether this was genuine. I mean, we saw that it was maybe been pre-planned um, prior to and there they kind of rushed to get it together, the ceremonies. I care about what Sean Taylor's family says about what happened. If they feel that it was okay with them, then it's okay with me. They, Sean Taylor was their family. They loved him. And so I haven't seen anything that they stated that they didn't approve of what happened. So I'm have to go by that. But on the flip side of that, when in terms of Daniel Snyder and, and Bruce Allen, you know, we saw that with, with, with Pash counsel with, with NFL, okay, you're seeing that there's influence by an owner over what happens. And I talked about this in April, Dan Snyder was allowed to purchase another 40% of the Washington football team. And the NFL actually gave an exception for debt financing for him to acquire the other 40% of the team while Washington football team was under investigation. Why would the NFL allow Dan Snyder, who was under investigation for some terrible things related to when we saw Rich Richardson, he was the owner of the, of the Carolina Panthers, get pretty much kicked out of the league and forced to sell his shares of the team. And then, but Daniel Snyder gets allowed to purchase more of his team while under investigation. It's outrageous. We really need to see what those 650,000 emails showed because it can be far more nefarious than we even recognize. I, I don't understand why the NFL is handling us the way they are. There's clearly uh, a person or people leaking emails. We're going to get more of these emails. Now there's word that, uh, you know, there's some Bruce Allen emails where he was sending around lewd photos. I just wonder if all of this is going to be built into some sort of case for Raiders owner Mark Davis to go at the NFL or at football team or at Snyder uh, for the whole deal with Gruden. And we talked to our other legal analyst yesterday, Justin Watkins, who said, you know, basic interference with a contract could be the the crux for some sort of a lawsuit for Mark Davis. Yeah, I think that that's, that's potentially that's something that, that, that Mark Davis would do. But I, I just don't think that this is a, this is a fraternity, <laughs> the NFL owners. They got, at the end of the day, they're going to protect each other at all costs. And if, I mean, the, the Raiders, to me, are in better and better, still in good shape. They're still, you know, st still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I don't see, I think the Raiders situation is behind them. The issue really is with the Washington football team, with the ongoing scandal around the team. 
and the NFL and a Washington football team. <laughs> you, saw, you saw what happened in the NFL. They released an email saying they didn't see anything that was any racist or any other issues associated with the team that no one believes at all in a statement that was released to the Associated Press. But that's not the entirety of the issues surrounding the team. There's still so many other issues surrounding what is going on with that team. And they're not going to just be able to sweep it under the rug but we keep asking questions about it. Uh, I don't know if you saw HBO Real Sports this week, but tremendous conversation between uh, Brian Gummel and Demora Smith, the head of the union. And I thought mm-hmm. a couple of the strongest things that came out from D. Smith were uh, – his viewpoint that maybe the most disappointing part wasn't the email or the racial slur uh, that Gruden threw out there. It was the fact that so many people, so many broadcasters, so many African-American broadcasters stepped up quickly on the behalf of John Gruden. And then they both made reference to a plantation mentality. Uh, I really think that what happened on on NBC, on Football Night in America, in terms of Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico was really, really sad to see. And, and we see, we've seen this actually happen in this era. We've seen, we saw this out of Condi Rice, you're talking about 1-6 on The View yesterday, where they, there, is, there are African-Americans that are entrenched in a system who are more, more comfortable with protecting themselves in their relationship to those, to power, than they are about actually addressing these the serious issues that we face uh, in, in the NFL or this country, because they're okay. Um, and that was a, the analysis that, that Muhammad Ali uh, talked about with him, the difference between himself and Floyd Patterson. Um, there are certain African-Americans that we, we're not a, we're not a monolith, but there are certain African-Americans are more comfortable protecting themselves than they are about real change in our society. And it's really disparaging. It's really terrible to see. But uh, it's, it's a painful reality um, that we now face. Xavier Pope is with us. He's got suit up news on Twitter. Let's go back to the whole theme around Gruden. Hey, boys will be boys. Football mentality. This is the way coaches act, especially old school guys who just refuse to change and get a couple of points out there on Ed Orgeron who got – he didn't get fired yet because he's going to coach out the rest of the season agreement Mm -hmm. to move on. He's going to get the big buyout. Uh, First of all, what do you think about uh, him going bye-bye 21 months after winning a national championship, but also the follow-up stories in SI and The Athletic where – this guy was an 800-pound gorilla just rampaging around town and even around his program. Yeah, it was pretty much being a giant college student, you know, getting divorced and change. You know, he, you know okay, he, turned, he, he went ahead and he went Paul Pierce on us. You know, like, yeah. just no Fs given. Like, I'm just going to have all these young women around and have all the fun I haven't had while I was, while I was married. And he just set a bad example for his program, his team, and it, it filtered down and, and not really taking his job seriously. I think that's what it came down to. He decided, you know, not really want to coach anymore. He decided to just want to have a good time. Nothing wrong with that as a free human being. But when it's impacting your job, it's time for you to move on. Uh, he won his championship, got, got it for the school. They could say okay with that. But, I mean, he's still getting paid to, to well, end that job. That's that's the crazy thing. One, he's being allowed yeah. to stay on the job, which you rarely see, which I I actually think could be a recipe for disaster. We'll see if he can stay disciplined. But there's something here. Uh, as an attorney, I'd love to get your take on you know yeah. settling contracts and giving a big balloon payment. It almost feels like this is hush money. Like, Ed, just go away quietly and don't tell other stories about what's going on here at LSU and what has gone on. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's part of the nature of of, of some of these contracts is is non disparagement agreements and the ability just to to, to be, be be quiet and, and not disparage the school. You don't disparage us. I mean, I think that um, I don't know any deeper issues potentially that are going on at LSU. And we may find out about them later. It may actually involve him. Yeah, 
But <laughs> but I think that, you know, w- what benefit would it be to put in another coach in his position and that team is where it is right now? I mean, I don't I don't really see that much of a difference in, uh, in, in terms of what it looks like. I mean, not a lot of coaches get that sweet deal to, to finish out the rest of the season, but it's happened to him. I mean, maybe because he did win a national championship, but maybe they are, they are attempting to, okay, they did have a, a good relationship at some point himself with the school and this, you know, Hey, like, you know, we're going to massage you on the way out and calmly move you out and, and go from there. I'm, I mean, it, it remains to be seen if there are really bigger issues happening at LSU than just a head coach. Oh, I think there are. I think there are. I think there's going to be uh, – and there has been some stuff, you know, that's been kind of Baylor-like. Uh, let's close on this. Very serious. Man, you, you listen to Xavier here. You read him on Twitter. You see him on his appearances. There are no Fs given. He will go at anyone. But I saw something this week where I was like, wait a second. This is a real fight. Why are you dancing around this? You talked about – dogs and dog owners but you apologize the whole way through explain this because you were saying hey dog owners let their dogs get out of control i'm not anti-dog i'm anti-bad dog owner but i thought you handled it very softly my friend i mean i I deserve to be taking a task for it steve because there's you know a powerful dog contingency out there man and they just think that anything you say about owning a dog and, you know, you get canceled for that. Yeah. You know, and I know <laughs> That'll be it. I've, I've, it. I've had people jump in my DMs for saying certain things. It, 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 it's but you know what? Everyone has had a dog jump on them or sniff on them. And I just had a giant dog like kind of come up on me as out of the blue when I'm turning a corner and a woman's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Joe, like, keep your dog off me. I, I'm vegan. I'm ethical vegan. I don't believe in anim- you know, hurting animals or any of that. Like, I don't want your dog sniffing my crotch. Like, I don't want that. But at the same token, I know how hard people go for dogs. And they, oh, yeah. po- hey, timeline cleanser, it'll be like two <laughs> puppies kissing each other and all that. Like, I get all that. So at the same token, I, I know how to read the room and know how to, you know, kind of dance around and make sure I'm not offending those who love dogs. And they know that I love animals at the same time as, yo, chill, control your dog get the proper resources to be able to train your dog properly so your dog isn't hopping and sniffing all over it. I made the mistake I learned a couple of years ago because I, I get really crazy. I get maniacal on the A, B, and C boarding process of Southwest. And between A and B, uh, you know, there's special privileges for certain people. And I saw a woman uh, there with her service dog, right, her emotional support dog, mm-hmm. and I took a picture. And I'm like, really? The dog's getting on before me? That's all I said. <laughs> oh, I got just viciously attacked on social media. See, See that's see that's that's where you went wrong. See, yeah. see, talking about privileges of owning a dog is 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 different than saying, "Hey, you are invading my a space with a dog." I see. I think that that was invading. The, it was invading my space. I was going to miss out on a freaking window seat. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. And I, and I think that when you start kind of getting into that area where people are like in an emotional support, like people people want their emotional support. Like, give them that space. So, but when it comes to Hey, your dog is a, 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 that if you're sitting in that seat and a dog is like licking your face, yes. I think you have a little bit more freedom to say, Hey, I don't want your dog. Xavier, another good spot. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. You too, buddy. Thanks a lot. Xavier Pope with Cofield and Company. Giveaway time. We got a really cool party going down at Crazy Horse Three Gentlemen's Club. That's where we are, along with Fox Sports Radio. Every home game Sunday following the Raiders game, Crazy Horse Three Gentlemen's Club is the closest joint. 
to the stadium. They've got parking package specials. It's also free admission for anyone holding a ticket to the game. So you walk so you walk over right after the game, and you're in. Right now, we're going to give caller 7, 364-1100-364-1100, a grand prize VIP package that you can use when we're out there from 4 to 7 or any time after. Crazy Horse 3 Gentlemen's Club will hook you up. With free admission for four, you get a table and you get bottle service. Now that makes for a great party. Plus, you've got hundreds of beautiful women at Crazy Horse Three Gentlemen's Club. Fox Sports Radio and me, Steve Cofield, will be out there partying from four to seven, and you're in. Just be caller seven three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. Happy hour specials on the drinks and the food. The kitchen at Crazy Horse Three is awesome. It's the best after party in town after LVR is done, and it's right across the street from the stadium at Crazy Horse Three Gentlemen's Club. At the William Hill Race and Sportsbook, sign up for the mobile betting app and get $50 added to your account.